You are listening to the Special Needs Children podcast with Chitra Iyer. Chitra Iyer is a parent of 24-year-old Shravan Iyer who has epilepsy, cerebral palsy and autism. She is the CEO of MFA and has been helping families with life-centered planning to reach their personal financial goals. She is also a trustee of a parent support group, the Forum for Autism, which was set up almost 2 decades ago. MFA is a 17-year-old organization working in the personal finance space. They have set up a dedicated practice to help families with special needs children to plan their financial goals and invest for them. The thoughts shared here are a result of the discussion with parents, caregivers, siblings and professionals regarding the planning of a person with special needs. In this expert series podcast, Chitra Iyer is talking to Ms. Shalini Kedia the founder of Fragile X Society of India. She is a TEDx speaker and the author of the Guidelines for Fragile X issued by the IAP. In this interview, she talks about her initiatives around spreading awareness on Fragile X and related conditions. Hello everyone. A big warm welcome to you on this expert series of my podcast for special needs children. I have with me today Ms. Shalini Kedia who founded the Fragile X Society of India in 2003. Till date, she and her team have helped over to 4,500 families who are affected with this condition. She is a TEDx speaker and the co-author of the Guidelines for Fragile X issued by the IAP. She works very hard on spreading awareness on Fragile X and its related conditions. Welcome to you, Shalini. Thank you so much, Chitra. It's a pleasure to be here today. It's, it's, it's been so long since I know you and I've seen how much of effort you've put in, especially, uh, you know, for a lot of families and the amount of talks that you have done and the hard work you've been putting in terms of increasing awareness. I'm coming straight to the first question to you, Shalini. You know, that... Uh, uh, increasing awareness about fragile X syndrome has been really close to your heart and uh, you've you've done amazing amount of legwork here. Can you please share your entire journey of setting up this foundation and uh, start from, you know, what is fragile X? How would you like to explain this to uh, anybody who is listening to you and what kind of work are you doing today, please? So I think uh, spreading awareness for Fragile X and related conditions is a very important part of what we do. But at the core of our organization is helping families whose children have already been diagnosed with Fragile X syndrome. We, uh, we handhold them and we can take them through the steps in the beginning we connect them with other families and that has always been our first priority. So, like a parent support group, right? Absolutely. It's a parent yeah. support group. It's a go-to. It's all-in-one, you know, where should we go for this doctor? Where should we go for this therapy? Okay, the doctor suggested this medicine. Should we give the medicine? Parents can have all kinds of questions. And we are always there to reply to them. So that is the core of our organization. And along with it came the need to spread awareness because we realized that 
many families were having more than one child affected with fragile X syndrome. Now that was only happening because the first child was not diagnosed. So how do you work around that? It was to spread awareness about fragile X syndrome to help families and doctors get the right diagnosis and the family can make an informed decision for the next child. So out here, let me tell you what is Fragile X syndrome. Fragile X syndrome is the only known single gene cause of intellectual disability and autism worldwide. Sounds like a very large definition. In simple words, any child who has autism should surely be tested for Fragile X syndrome because Fragile X syndrome could be the underlying cause of his autism. And if that is the case, it changes the path of treatment for the child and it changes the family's planning for the future child. So autism is definitely one of the target areas. Now, if you have a child with an intellectual disability, but not autism, global speech, global delay, speech delay, you know, developmental delay, and you have a few physical features which I will speak about, uh, it should be it should be considered to test the child for fragile X. So let me explain to you a little about fragile X. Like we have our 23 pairs of chromosomes, the X and the Y, our chromosomes carry our genes. Now, one of the genes, that's the FMR1 gene on the X chromosome shuts down. And when it shuts down, it stops doing the job it's supposed to do, which is to produce a protein essential for brain development. This is exactly what is fragile X syndrome. It is basically the gene shutting off, not doing the job it had to do, which is a very important ingredient for the brain to function at the optimal level. Now, there hasn't been any way to turn on the gene. There hasn't been a way to supplement the protein. So what do we have left with us is how do you help the child develop without that protein? And how do you help manage the manifestation of the missing protein, which could be very high level of anxiety. It could be delay in many areas of development. It could be autism. It could be autistic traits. It could be just as simple as a child having a strabismus and then when he grows up he's having learning disabilities that could also just be fragile x it's a spectrum disorder and it does not necessarily have to have all the features i've described to you so those are um, the intellectual and developmental features we also have physical features which are very prominent in children with fragile X syndrome. Children will have a long face, a large forehead, protruding ears, a prominent chin or a jawline, hyperflexible joints. So these are physical 
go to red flags. And I keep telling doctors, families, lay people, if you come across a child who has autism, and as you speak with the mother, you get to know that, oh, when he was born, he had a strabismus. That child should be tested for fragile X because it's connected. So these are things which we have been spreading around the doctor community, the community of therapists who, again, see a lot of these children. And over the last three, four years, while we were in the pandemic, we also started doing a lot of webinars where we were teaching the basics of Fragile X syndrome to medical students. So when they are out there practicing, they are well equipped already. Another facet to our whole organization is we have a 360 degree approach for awareness. We said, okay, we tried uh, spreading awareness with the medical fraternity, the professional fraternity, families, but it always did not work out. Now, it's not going to be on the top of the head of every doctor to test a child with autism for fragile X. How about making the public aware about this condition? So now, as we have our whole public awareness drive, we have seen families receiving an accurate diagnosis. And most of those diagnoses are made by themselves or by some relative who happened to see a live session or hear this podcast or see a post of an influencer where she spoke about the connection between autism and fragile X. And that does the job because that mother makes a connection. Oh, my child has autism. And here is this person talking about something that could have caused the autism. So should I go and test? Of course, we, every family that goes through that does not need to be tested. They will get in touch with us. We do our checking. We do take a decision whether we should be sending them or not. And then we help them go through the testing. I would say at least 10 to 12% of those individuals from the mass awareness drives have come out positive. And that is a large number when we are talking about India and India's population. That was really lovely the way you spelled it out so clearly, Shalini. And uh, do you want to just uh, take a minute to talk about strabismus a little sure. more? So um, children with fragile X syndrome will have lax muscles. They will have floppy muscles. Okay, so that's how they have hyperflexible joints. If you see their fingers can, you know, actually bend backward a lot more than your and mine. Right. Uh, they have, because of this low muscle tone, even in the ocular muscles, they can have a squint. A squint, okay. it's also called a squint or a strabismus. It's the same thing. It's basically one eye looking one way and one eye looking the other way. Now okay. that in itself is a huge... So if you see a child with a squint and a learning disability and developmentally the child did not sit in time, it's a total red flag to send the child for testing. 
So okay. another example of this is recurrent ear infections. Children with fragile X syndrome are prone to recurrent ear infections. Now, why does that happen again? We talked about lax muscles, floppy muscles, their ear canal tubes are floppy. They don't drain out well. They collect um, material and they get ear infections. So if you come across a child with a learning disability, someone who's had recurrent ear infections had to put tubes in the ear to drain out the um, collection, a red flag for testing for fragile X. Correct. And what exactly happens in the test, Shalini? It's a very simple blood test. It can be done day or night, no eating, uh, drinking restrictions. You need 7 ml of blood. Your DNA is extracted from that and the test is done. And oh, it's available in India. We have all the centers written on our website. People call us, we help them, we tell them how to go about it. And it's like it's really not a big deal to get a test done for fragile X syndrome. Will you just share what is your website, please? Sure. It's www.fragilex.in. And uh, thankfully, on all the social media handles, we've got Fragile X India as a handle. Fantastic. We That's do lovely. share a lot of information, um, especially, of course, I think Instagram has picked up a lot and we actually get a lot of queries from people sitting in Europe, US, Iran and they'll be writing to us and then I'll be rerouting them back to someone in their own country. So I think Instagram has really got the whole social community together. Of course, it does have the flip side, but we're looking only at the positive right now. Absolutely. What about our interior, Shalini, in terms of, you know, the uh, semi-urban or completely rural places? Are they also, do they have access to info like this? That's very difficult because we have the guidelines that have been drawn out and distributed to every doctor. But how many doctors have retained that information? And how many doctors can recall it when they see a child with the condition? We always need to have a constant reminder. We, we need to give it. It's not the doctor's mistake. We need to remind them that there is this condition which does exist and could be the underlying cause of autism. I think my first and the biggest um, plea or ask or request would be when a child has autism or autistic traits, please think of fragile X. I have a lot of doctors, parents coming to me and saying, Kya farak padta hai? Autism hoga ya fragile X hoga? Therapy to karnai hai? The child is as it is. What is going to change? So I need them to know everything is going to change. A, you get to know the cause of the condition. You know which part of the brain has a protein missing and you know exactly what to do to help the brain develop without that protein. 
so you are not looking helter skelter and trying stunts i heard this one that this therapy works and i heard this one this therapy works no just do what works for fragile x your search and and it's a constant search you speak to a mother of a 20 year old and you suggest a new therapy she's very ready to try it even today so your search for therapies stops you know the right way forward there are medical interventions that can help the child and most importantly the second child what i have experienced is when a family has one child with autism and if that's their first child they don't want to go ahead and have a second child they all live with the fear what if the second child has the same condition and then we are in a place where children with fragile x syndrome haven't received a diagnosis of fragile x syndrome but autism and in that family there are four children with autism so once a family gets to know that the underlying condition of autism in my son is fragile x syndrome there are ways to have another sibling another offspring without the condition so that is a huge step forward for that family because you're actually empowering them with information to make an informed decision about their future rather than the decision they have made out of fear their decision to not have another child is only out of fear what if the second child has the same problem it's very valid very valid i, I cannot uh, refute that but okay. today when yeah. we have the medical science where the family can have a second child I, i mean i actually have families who will have a son with 8 years old of and with autism and when they get diagnosed with fragile x she'll say do you mean to say i can have a second child who will not have this condition and i say yes and she's she's like appalled because she had given up that dream 8 years ago and she's like am i am i still capable of and should i still plan and think of another child so you're changing you're changing their entire life with that diagnosis absolutely very very well said also shalini um would you say that for when you have a fragile x diagnosis the intervention compared to just autism also changes the intervention changes to quite an extent because the intervention i don't mean here is only therapeutic intervention done in the therapy center i would call about intervention even at home because when we are talking to families we actually train them as to how to make changes in the house to help their child so today when you know your ch- the child has fragile x syndrome blindfoldedly we know they are visual learners so we tell the family the mother will say wo sunta nahi hai usko maine char bar bola ye karne wo nahi sunta hai i said ha wo sunega bhi nahi aap usko photo dikha ke bolo okay so when 
it's a simple thing like telling them that he will obey faster and better when you show it visually versus only auditorily and the families actually implement it it makes a huge difference the child's life is simpler the mother's life is simpler now when we have these kind of tips which are again incorporated at the therapy center at the school where the where nowadays all therapists are very open to making these kind of changes okay if a child is a visual learner we need to have a visual schedule ready before we th start the therapy session you need to have a visual timer do these children understand time how do you expect a child at home the mother saying we will go in half an hour does the child understand half an hour it is so abstract even if he is 10 years old or 5 years old that child does not understand half an hour and you have not helped that child and he is going to keep coming back and asking when are we going and when are we going and when are we going and the mother will get irritated versus use a visual timer all resources are available today in india you have everything whether it's the ipad on your phone i know families who make the visual resources use a visual timer where in he can see how much time left and every time he comes to you to ask you how much time point to the visual timer that is a system you are going to be teaching the child to teach him time and to take pressure off yourself because the mother gets drained out she says in in half an hour he'll ask me 100 times so i said yeah. okay now you try the visual timer and don't open your mouth just point yeah. to the timer just point to the timer don't open your mouth and say see the timer don't even do that much just point to the timer and mm. the children take on to this so beautifully because ultimately like they say teach them how they will learn so we are trying to teach a visual learner in an auditory manner how is it going to work for him absolutely very well said shalini so shalini um coming back to the foundation how will you what are the future plans that you have in mind and you know what all are you working on currently well i am uh, a little too ambitious so future plans <laughs> okay so um one great thing is this year is a 20th anniversary for fragilex india and i have a huge dream to come up with a documentary film which will be translated into every regional language and can reach every individual it should be viral so that even a cycle wala sitting in the interior of india can understand that there is a connection between these two and okay let me go to a doctor and that will truly help so so what is my goal and why do i want to do that point number 1 i want every child out there who already has fragile x syndrome to at least receive a diagnosis that's the first step the second step is to empower the family with the choice of the second child and 
there are various ways of doing this, of course. Like 22nd July, we light up buildings in green, teal green. I mean, some people really go out to get us a teal color and that's so touching. And uh, so, yes, of course, this year again, we will be lighting up India in teal green on 22nd July. We have the documentary film lined up. We are also planning a whole series, like a web series with more videos explaining in detail how to help the child because everything is not about the child becoming all right. I mean, today for a simple thing like, okay, we are trying to teach the child how to tie laces with occupational therapy. The mother is trying, the therapist is trying, the child is trying. But is that the end goal? Or can we look at a product which doesn't need laces? And that product is available. So I, I really want to get to the families and tell them, start thinking from the child's angle instead of only wanting your agenda completed. Of course, this is, it's a little difficult for a family to accept that. But once that acceptance comes in, the, their life with their child will be smoother and very beautiful. Because we cannot change the diagnosis for them. We want to help them. And that help could include hearing them out, answering their worries, helping them with the right doctors, sharing another family's contact with them, helping them to do better with the child. And we go out all the way. Beautiful. Hartis, congratulations on your 20th and uh, really looking forward to all of that uh, work that you planned out for yourself. Uh, one last question coming to you is, um, you know, what, what do you want from the community? You've spelled out what is required, what you want to, want every single parent uh, who has a child with autism, uh, what do you want them to do? What about the community at large? You know, you've seen over the last two decades, how has all of this changed thanks to the awareness and what would you like to tell your listeners? We, I think the biggest change has been uh, when I would introduce myself with what I do and people would say like, fragile what? And now when I tell them what I do, they'll say, oh, oh yeah, yeah, I have seen someone with the X on the hands, right? Yeah, oh, that's what you do. Okay, so they, they at least make a connection that there is something going on in this country with people you know, posing with an X or something to do with an X. So I think that's a huge, huge progress we've made. My ask for anyone and everyone listening to this would be today, put out a small story on your social media profile saying, I heard about Fragile X. To learn more, visit Give the Handle. I don't expect you to become an expert on Fragile X syndrome and give the families gyan about it, nothing. But just as simple as that, you've heard about something new today, you realize there is a need for awareness. Let that be your story for three hours, four hours, put it out there. You really don't know who is going to read it. We don't know who 
someone who would just be at the brink of making a decision might read it and it will change their life so public awareness is what i'm asking the public for and they can definitely do that i mean we've had a lot of these drives in the past and we request people to put it up and it makes a huge difference because today everything is on social media i think people have stopped reading the newspaper because they know that it's going to come on instagram who's gone married to whom or who's what's happening next it's all it's all on the net so we can actually make a huge difference with this small step of just putting up a story today i learned something new that's fragile x syndrome to know more and put a handle there let people visit our page ask us questions we are very happy to look into that that's a lovely ask shalini thank you so much i really really appreciate your passion for your work especially um you know how you have taken up something that was completely absent and you've brought it to such a level in india today i hope a lot of people listen to this podcast i'm sure many families would benefit from all that you shared and most importantly as you rightly said all the listeners who who never knew about fragilex would now at least nod their head and they would uh, be more than willing to help in I know contributing to raise awareness about uh, fragile X, right? So thank you so much for your time and wishing you all the very best. And I need to thank you for giving me this opportunity to raise awareness through your platform, which is a big thing. You know, it's it's like one huge step forward again. Thank you, dear. All mutual. Yeah. <laughs> you were listening to the Special Needs Children podcast with Chitra Ayer. the ceo of mfa and a trustee with the forum for autism if you find this podcast relevant and interesting it will be great if you leave a review share like and subscribe you can also let us know if there is any specific topic that you would like us to cover feel free to email her on chitra.ir@myfinad.com or you can call her on 98 3378 5892 that is 9833785892